Welcome back to the Peaked Too Early podcast. This is season three, episode 13. Uh, the unluckiest of episodes, and for Oscar, <laughs> let's hope that his club gets out of an unlucky situation. Oscar, say well. How are you yes. doing? Pretty good. Felt like it's been a while. You know, you say we're unlucky, but we're turning it around, Blake. I'm, I, 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 you know, I'm adamant. I think we beat Everton. We drew to a top four team in Newcastle. I'm feeling, uh, feeling pretty decent about our prospects. Um, but uh, yeah, plenty to get through. We missed a couple match days. January transfer window was in full swing. A couple of managerial merry-go-rounds. So I'm looking forward to it. How are you doing? I am good. Mm. Um, it has been three weeks since we talked. Uh, or, you know, since we talked on a podcast. We talk almost every day. Um, we do. But uh, perhaps I was saying unlucky because West Ham potentially deserved more from the match. You know Ooh. No, I'm joking. I don't think No, I that. think we're very even <laughs> from the highlights. Also... I mean, you had all the possession, and um, you're a better team yeah. than us, objectively. So we got we got it. Well, I don't know if we got away with one. It was a you know we did well to get a point, basically. Yeah, we normally start this pod by doing the uh, West Ham hour and the Newcastle hour, but mm -hmm. they will be combined this week, I suppose. I know. Um, Exciting. Since I actually watched the match, uh, you did. Do you want me decent. to give you my no, I? I don't know. rundown and then please, please do, will, please do. You tell me what of what I say came across in the highlights slash other mm. analyses you've listened that I've to. Consumed, so yes, to six podcasts about the match so far. <laughs> um, this match was utterly dominated by Newcastle in pretty much every single way. Mm. Uh, Except uh -oh. for shots on target, you know, which Newcastle still did more, but still. Um, it was a match where uh, Newcastle came out of the gates firing. West Ham had set up to come back at Newcastle um, mm. you know, and try to play some form of football versus Newcastle. Newcastle scored twice in the first five minutes, one being chalked yes. back to a bullshit out-of-bounds call. That was out. What are you talking about? I think it might have overhung, uh, potentially. But, you know, whatever. I don't care that it was called back. Um, and then, after about seven or ten minutes, David Moyes made a adjustment where West Ham decided to pull their players back, put everyone behind the ball, uh, and really force Newcastle to turn the screw, which, despite Newcastle being very good, have continued to struggle against sides that put a bunch of men behind, do a low block. Um, mm. And then West Ham snap a goal back with a really, um, you know, kind of a sloppy set piece that, you know, shouldn't be going in, shouldn't be falling to the feet of an attacker inside mm. the six-yard box. Um, but Lucas Paqueta scores against his rightful club, Newcastle United. That's mm. uh, right for club. And yeah, then maybe. after they after they scored, West Ham went back in their shell. Uh, Newcastle huffed and puffed and could not blow the ball the blow the house down. Um, and, because of a guad. 
I was going to say. I think mm-hmm. Aguerd or Aguar. I don't. Yeah, Aguar. I don't know how to pronounce it either. Uh, yeah, absolutely phenomenal. Um, was it pretty much everything you would have hoped for in a thirty million? Uh, it's got to be euro yeah. or pound signing. Um, yeah, yeah, he was incredible. He was a. Yeah, he he pretty much played a perfect match. Um, mm. I wouldn't be surprised if he won man of the match for this. Mm. Um, that is pretty much it. It's one of those draws that feels like a loss for Newcastle because they dominated. Sure. But at the end of the day, West Ham are underperforming. You know, they're not actually are, a bottom yeah. five team no. in the league. Mid-table um, only by the numbers. A scored draw is not the end of the world. Um. Good appraisal. Uh, I, I hadn't quite realized that we'd only had one shot on target, which makes me kind of nervous. Um, you, you know, I was really pleased to get a point out of this, especially given we conceded in 30 seconds and then immediately conceded in, you know, three minutes. Um, I didn't even, on the highlights, like, I don't even know what really happened with Callum Wilson because... Um, uh, they were still showing the replays of the ball that went out for the Willett goal. Um, <clears throat> but um, yeah, I'm glad to see us sort of stabilize a little bit. And I was reflecting in my head that, you know, at the turn of the year, I was baying for, uh, braying, sorry, for, uh, for Moise's blood. And, you know, long term, I'm still not super sure about what's going on, but you know, picking up points just makes you feel so much calmer as a fan, doesn't it? Um, and the fact that we're, you know, we've we've got we've got four four points um, out of the last two games, and and picked up a win in in a couple, you know, cup matches. Just the winning mentality, or you know, the resilience um, feels like it's there again. Um, and it's nice to see the likes of Bowen being more effective. Um, yeah, you know, you mentioned Aguad being excellent. I think on the other side of that back three, Tilo Carrera just looks like a terrible signing. I think he was taken off at halftime for Ben Johnson. Um, so, you know, I, I'm curious to see how Moyes continues to integrate a couple of new signings that we've made over the past, you know, eight months since the summer. Danny Ings was initially sort of rumored to be out for a long time but actually made a substitute appearance in this match so hopefully he'll be an option moving forward um and yeah i think it's just a matter of taking it game by game still but the underlying numbers say that we're okay and uh, hopefully we just pull away from the pack that's kind of all i have to say about it to be honest keep chugging along west ham it's all you can do yeah um from a Newcastle side of things, you know, I'm not really having any, you know, warning signs. Newcastle are still in like this weird half injury crisis where we just mm. cannot keep our attackers healthy. But, um, yeah. And then Bruno being suspended. Uh, he, you know, he's obviously, our yeah, that's player. a big miss. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it just changes like everything that Newcastle does um, because it brings Joe Linton back into the midfield when, this year, he's been an excellent left winger. Uh, it forces Sean Longstaff to be a six, which is hilarious and terrible all at the same time. Um, mm. He he's not a great six. Um, no. 
but you know, whatever. Uh, I'll take the point. The you know the Newcastle supporters always a conspiracy theorist. Um, took notice of Declan Rice's post game behavior. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, where Declan Rice stayed out on the pitch after every other West Ham player had left uh, and did a full lap. Congratulate, like the, not a lap of honor because it's the other way around. Lap of appreciation for the uh-huh. Newcastle fans. Uh, and, you know, yeah. So the rumors have been you know, being churned out uh, that we're going to be in for Declan Rice this summer. Um, but yeah, uh, who knows? I, I would have to become a huge Declan Rice supporter all of a sudden. Um, he's a great player, Blake. He would uh, unlock that uh, that midfield even more. I think. Can you imagine what Bruno could do with Rice in the team? I was gonna say he's a, him or Rodri is essentially the perfect six yeah. for a Newcastle system. Um, and I would say Declan Rice slightly better suited for Newcastle system than Rodri. Um, yeah, I would agree. This match also saw Anthony Gordon's debut for Newcastle. Yeah, how long did very, he play for? Uh, 25-ish minutes. Oh, okay, uh, and? Very, very promising. Interesting. Um, he had the, the almost assist for Callum Wilson, where Aguirre essentially oh, the, Aguirre, the yeah. tackle of the season. Um, it's just he's on the wrong side of Wilson. He manages to get around Wilson's left side, and then essentially do the Nangolan slide tackle to block. Oh the wow! Shot. Um, That's awesome. yeah, it was a pretty incredible block. Um, it was one of those ones where you know I hate Newcastle's radio broadcasters. They're you know two of the worst radio broadcasters ever. Um, and normally when something doesn't go Newcastle's way, they just like piss and moan. They're like, ah, oh, come on, like that. Um, because they're not very good at their jobs. Um, however, they both were like, yeah, what a tackle. That's like an amazing tackle. They weren't even mad that Newcastle essentially fluffed a opportunity. Um, I also yeah. thought Fabianski was pretty decent in this match. Um, which I feel, yeah, I, maybe you can tell me differently, but I feel like he's been on a bit of a decline this year. Um, I haven't dug into his numbers. I think he's just an old goalkeeper. I think his body isn't what it once was, but I think he's, you, you know, he's got, he's smart still. And so he can pull out good performances and he's still a steady goalkeeper. I mean, I think there's a reason that he's keeping, keeping, uh, Alphonse Areola out the side. And we know that Alphonse Areola is very capable. Um, you know, but he is 37. Uh, so. I was going to say, is he the oldest goalkeeper in the league? Did That's a great started? question. You he know, because he'll be 38 in, in April as well. Uh, he might be. He might be. I think Larice is up there too, right? Um, uh, I think but he's 34 or 36. He's 36, yeah, okay. So, yeah, no, he's, he's an old goalie now, um, Lucas Fabianski. So. But he's been decent for us, uh, you know. Um, since signing from Swansea. Yeah. Um, Swansea players, you know, they make great Premier League players. Um, okay, that's enough. Uh, West Ham, Newcastle, yes. we talked enough to drive away our listeners. Yeah. Um, so 
we only missed two match days, Oscar. Uh, and a lot of the matches, there's not too much to talk about. So I wanted to discuss the uh, manager merry-go-round that has begun and may continue. Um, I would like to start with Chelsea. Uh, and the most Mr. boring Potter. club in the world. Uh, do you think he's going to get the yank? No. Relatively soon? I don't. I don't unless... Oh, man. I, I don't know. We just... Todd Bowley's such an enigma to me. Like, I just don't know what this guy is really playing at. I don't think there's much point in pulling the plug, you know, unless he loses the dressing room. Are there signs that he's lost the dressing room? I don't think so. Um, it's just not really working out for them. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe you can tell me more about what sports, um, what owners do with managers in this country and, you know, in the sports that Todd Bowley is familiar with. Because it, I get the feeling he's kind of running Chelsea like he, you know, like it's an American franchise club. And and yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they do with managers. Um, will Bowley have the patience to keep Potter on and, and invest in the project? I think he should. I think Potter's a very, very, very capable manager. Um, it takes time to adapt. I, I don't know. Like, Chelsea have made these crazy transfer moves and just thrown... They're like Nottingham Forest on steroids. So I'm not sure that short-term success is really going to be a thing with this team. It's just incredibly uh, expensive, and we're used to seeing teams who throw a ton of money, you know, only look for short-term success, but but maybe Todd Bowley is fine with spending an insane amount of money and, and actually, you know, understanding that the next couple of years they won't be that good. I'm not sure. Uh, well, if somehow they manage not to be good, um, that is going to be uh, pretty incredible to watch. Um, yeah. Just, I don't know how many 100 million pound players you can put in your starting lineup and still look like crap. Um, yeah, I mean, that team on paper is ridiculous. I mean, it, yeah, I, even I, I don't know, I've, I'm obviously aware of, of the transfers that they have, but when you just look at it, it's just like... The talent is is insane. They have such a deep squad, so you'd you'd have to back Potter to get to get something out of it. I think. Yeah, um, all that money just to draw to Fulham. Um, yeah, who are a good side, to be fair. Very good side. Yeah, but you know, six hundred million pounds. It's yeah, you know exactly yeah of course exactly it's good. every single result that's not a dominating win is going to be looked at exactly. in the framework of six hundred million pounds exactly um I in American sports uh in baseball it's very much I don't know in my a better baseball fan could tell you more but from my limited knowledge of baseball. Baseball management feels very much like an old man's club where there's like a lot of loyalty to managers who were once good. Right. Um, and it seems they're always getting a new job, um, even if they don't succeed for a long time. Um, American MLS 
management sucks. Uh, you oh. essentially don't have any good managers in the MLS. Wayne Rooney. Sure. Um, even then, DC United are an absolute dumpster fire. Um, so oh, maybe they'll be good this season. Who knows? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, Wayne Rooney will lose. Uh, will leave us and break our hearts again. But uh, sure. and then American football is just incomparable because it's yeah, so tied right. to. <clears throat> you don't want to switch. Like you can essentially ruin many players' careers if you are doing a new coach every single year. Yeah, um, which is what the historically bad teams like the Cleveland Browns, you know, ruined forty years worth of players yeah. by every year they would have a new head coach. Yeah, um, because in American football it does take a bit of time. You know, playbooks are very complex. Like you have, you literally have plays that you're running. So you know, every single player, eighty-two players or however many are on it, fifty-two players on a team have to memorize you know, a good 150 plays. So it takes time for everyone yeah. to learn and stuff. Sure. So it's sort of just inevitably right. Um, longer, yeah. So I don't think there's any precedent in American sports for, like, you know, moving on very quickly from managers, um, at least not that I can think of. Um, however, you know, there is a precedent in all over the world of if you invest and don't get results um, you know often they're scapegoats and stuff so we'll just have to see if Graham Potter is one of them and uh, you know from what I can get um, you know of Chelsea supporters online which you know is a terrible litmus test for any team's uh, fan base is that Graham Potter is very much on the hot seat um so that will be interesting and mm. my very interesting thought that i had was if graham potter is cut loose does west ham move on from Moyes to oh. get graham potter wow uh but this was before the moise essence um mm. is currently going moise on moise essence i guess um wow that would be Quite something. Um, I, I don't think we're smart enough to uh, to move for him. Uh, you know, for the reasons I outlined a couple weeks ago. Right. We're just an old-fashioned yeah. club, so I'm not sure we would go for a progressive manager like Graham Potter, frankly. Yeah, I was thinking of it just because, you know, I was like, oh, well, why hasn't West Ham gotten rid of Moyes yet? Sure. What are the potential reasons they haven't moved yet? Maybe it's because they're waiting for the right person to come on the market. Um, and then I was like, who can be on that market in the near future uh it was pretty much just Graham potter um but speaking of on the market uh there are plenty of new or newly uh unemployed managers to talk about starting with uh the uh it's called soccer jesse marsh out at mm. Leeds. goodbye uh, jesse yeah. I read in The Athletic that this was almost entirely due to the second half versus Nottingham Forest. Wow, um, that's crazy. Where he just, uh, you know, to quote something said, like tactically inept um, wow. and like doesn't care. Um, 
didn't even try to go at wow forest in the second half um yeah he wasn't premier league quality um you know i didn't like the hire he was there for what six or seven months i mean they build him as the ideal bielsa replacement right yeah i mean his stock has really fallen because i think he was objectively i mean he did incredible things at rb salzburg um, but then obviously it didn't work out at Leipzig and now this hasn't worked out either. And so I, I wonder what his next step is really. Yeah. Um, rumors are for uh, the U.S. job, which I texted you earlier. Yeah. Because um, it looks like Bearhalter yeah, will. He probably he's at least suspended for the next eight months. So Wow, really? Um, yeah, but it's one of those things where you suspend him now when literally sure. nothing is happening. Nothing's happening. Yeah, and then he can team. come back. Yeah. Um, the replacement is uh Carlos Calmeron or Cal- Calaron, the West Brom assistant manager. I think is the favorite to uh, take over. I texted you his name. Yeah, right Carlos Calmeron. Yeah, I know nothing about him as a manager. Um, he is a very, very uh, <clears throat> highly thought of coach spanish coach um and he he never had a top flight career he's very young he's 39 he was in charge of huddersfield took them to the playoffs um he was in charge of them between 2020 and 2022 and um yeah as you mentioned he was sort of you know with bielsa um at leeds and super exciting kind of like an arteta type you know maverick ideas for young coach kind of thing um and is doing a good job at west brom after taking over from your man steve Steve bruce yeah um and he's got getting them playing good football um so they know him at leeds uh you know i think it'd be interesting i don't you know he's not he's a bielsa disciple but he's not he's not crazy like bielsa He's not going to make them, you know, I think he's a, maybe a little bit more modern, a little bit more open to uh, borrowing ideas from, from other places. So it'd be a really interesting signing. And I think it'd be one that, you know, he could take them down um, back up again. Um, yeah, it'd be an exciting one for me. Uh, you know, Leeds have a great squad. And I think, I think under Jesse Marsh, the weird thing for me is that every time I watch them, I'd be like, oh, they're good. Like they can play good football. They have great players. Like, I, I quite liked the style, you know, but they just seem to not be able to pick up any points, never winning. And Jesse Marsh himself was, he just, I don't know if it felt like he was out of his depth in the media as well, weirdly. Um, and, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard enough in, in being a manager in England. And uh, the fact that he was American, literally, I mean, it really did not help him, I don't think. So he had no public sympathy. The Leeds fans didn't like him. And yeah, I guess he's out the door. But it'll be interesting to see what happens next with Leeds. I think they're firmly right now in the in the relegation picture, but they can definitely get themselves out of that. Um, they have the team to do it. <clears throat> well, if you want to talk about definitely in the relegation picture, I think we should talk about Southampton and Nathan Jones. Oh, yeah. oh what a weirdo. Um, what a weirdo. Yeah, sh- uh, Southampton fans, uh, loud enough to be heard on the TV broadcast, yeah, at, yeah. away at Brentford, uh, chanting "Nathan Jones, get out of our club." 
Yeah, they hate him. And he's such a weird, he's such a weird dude. Like, I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt when he, um, when he left Luton that first time to go to Stoke. And I was like, yeah, I get it. Like, you know, and I, I, I kind of, I was interested in him because I was like, well, you know, he's sort of grafted and he's worked his way up. He was at Brighton and Hove, Albion, and then you're doing all this coaching properly. And he sort of came through the right way. And he was doing this great job at Luton, you know, between 2016 and 2019. And, you know, you leave for Stoke, they had just got relegated. And I get that. And then he came back and did another incredible job at Luton. And then he leaves them again. I mean, what kind of bullshit is that? First of all. And then now he had this, he had this crazy rant where he was basically talking about how incredible he is. And he's like the toughest man in Europe. And he, you know, he's, he, at Luton, we played some of the best, like aggressive football. And he's just like, what a weirdo. Like, you know, he's just clearly got a giant ego. Yeah. I think uh, he's, he's a strange guy, basically. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Very strange. Southampton, Southampton are going down, I think. Um, and definitely, if they keep him, they're going down. Um, I don't know. Jesse Marsh to Southampton? Uh, or Steve Bruce. Jesus. Uh, which has been floated around quite a bit. It's depressing. Uh, yeah, that would be how many teams can you know fall for the same trick? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, over and over. That would yeah. be really silly. Because Southampton, I mean, they just need to find a manager who they who can take them down and you know and and figure out um how to you know, how to keep them sustainable down in the championship because these new owners have come in and invested and, you know, they have some good young players, but they're out of their depth in this league now, I think. Yeah, um, they're a very inexperienced squad. And, you know, I think um, it's going to be very tough for them to stay up. Um, I have one more manager hot seat to ask you about, uh, and that is the team on the... Worst half of a 3-0 drubbing by Wolverhampton Wanderers. Tell me Liverpool. Jurgen Klopp. And yeah. if it's you know time he's gonna get the Klopp. Um no, I can't see Klopp being sacked this season. Absolutely not. Um I, I think it's still a case of Klopp is in charge of his Liverpool future. So either you know Klopp will walk. Um I think it, the only scenario I can see that, that he's sacked is if we're deep into next season and they're sitting in 14th. Honestly, I think that if there's anyone who has credit in the bank, it's him. But I mean, uh, something, and before, just before you jump in with your thoughts, because I'm sure you have them, is, uh, you know, <clears throat> you always had have been a big critic of, of Klopp and don't like his personality, but I think we're seeing that... Um, Everyone has turned on him now. I don't think anyone likes him anymore. And I think his nice guy demeanor has just completely gone away. Um, you know, and I think he's said a lot of good things and, you know, especially just with the social side of things and over the pandemic. And I liked all that stuff. And so I think, you know, he's a genuine guy, you know, just as, as so far as any celebrity can be. But he just is just this incessant whiner now. 
um, always blaming uh, his losses on these random things. And it just sort of all feels like it's falling apart and it needs a change, um, which is a shame, I think, because he has given, he has given the league um, you know, some good battles in an era where, you know, he, I, th- I don't think Liverpool really had any right to compete with that City side, and they did. So, um, yeah, it, it's kind of a sad situation, especially for Liverpool fans. I mean, obviously they love him, um, but yeah, they're abject right now, and um, they're just average at best. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> luckily, Newcastle play Liverpool very soon. You're going to beat them. You're going to beat them. God, I hope. No, you you are because you're better. I mean, you're not going to lose. You know, with Liverpool in this form, there's no way. I mean, you know, maybe if Liverpool raise their game and it could be another 1-1, you know, you're having a hard time scoring right now. I mean, I can see that, but you you are not losing that match. Not with your defence. Like, Liverpool have got nothing right now. They're just... They're adrift. Yeah. Um... Just going back to Klopp, um, you know, I think I would sack him, but seriously, I don't control. But I mean, only because you know he's doing horribly with you know a incredible team. No, but you can't like <clears throat> yeah, that's ridiculous though. Like you can't not this season. Maybe in the summer, surely. Like like maybe in the summer you'd be like, okay, like it's time to move on, but. But mids, I mean, that's just terrible. Like, you can't, all the stuff that he's done for them, he deserves to see it out if he wants to. I think that'd be awful to sack him. Surely, even you wouldn't. I don't believe it. But, you know, missing out on Europe, you know, has potent, like huge ramifications, um, you know? And so you kind of either have to sack him now and hope you can have a but miraculous. Who, no, but that's, who's going to spearhead a miraculous recovery? Yeah, I don't know. No one. Graham Potter. <laughs> Graham, Graham Potter. Liverpool. Um, Liverpool's a better fit for him than Chelsea is. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, yeah. yeah. He's essentially, you know, he made Brighton play a decent imitation of Liverpool. Well, exactly. Uh, yeah. I would sack him, but, you know, I'm most certainly not a... Uh, there's a reason I'm not in any position to uh, manage a football team. Um, yeah, I do not have any other managers to ask you about. Um, what I about? Believe... Can I? What about Pep Guardiola and the fact that City have been found to have been in violation of uh, like over a hundred financial, you know, rules? And Guardiola a couple of years ago said, if City, you know, if I, if City are ever found to have lied about their finances or lied about, you know, I'll walk. What do you think of that? Uh, well, he won't. He won't walk. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, he, that's something you say. It's, you know, it's, you know, posturing and all mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. Two, Man City will get, you know, a slap on the wrist. Um, oh, yeah. They'll probably get a couple million in a fine that will go to the Premier League um, and the money will never be seen again. Um, If we're lucky, maybe a summer transfer ban. Um, Yeah, like uh, Chelsea had. 
Yep. Um, but in nothing of note, there will not be a points deduction. I can guarantee you there will not be. Um, there will definitely be no previous honors stripped. That just will not happen. Man City make too much revenue for the Premier League, for the Premier League to do any serious uh, you know, punishment to them. So mm. yeah. Yeah. Um I, do I think they're guilty? Absolutely. Uh they basically didn't even try to cover it up. Um you know, the whole thing about like the LinkedIn pages that would go nowhere and like using stock footage or stock photos as like the CEO of their sponsors and uh, you know, that can, that's stuff that can be solved in a day. Um, and also yeah. like 30%, or sorry, 30 of their uh, like issues that they're being struck with are non-compliance issues. Of course it is, you know, that's like what Man City have done with every single lawsuit against them. Yeah. It's just make it an absolute bear to try to do anything to them. Uh, so, yeah. Man City are, they, I don't hate them like I hate other teams because football is not rational and I hate a lot of teams for irrational reasons. But yeah. Man City is a side that you can rationally hate. Oh, um, for sure. And yeah. I think. If nothing comes of this punishment, a lot more people will turn. But for the most part, I bet you everyone forgets in a year and a half's time. Like nobody's going to be talking about this anymore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? Um, <clears throat> I, I think I'd have to agree with you. Um, I could see a, a transfer ban like like having a Chelsea. Um, I don't know. I think the one scenario I could see is that, you know, I, I, I'm i feeling kind of smug, I guess, because I feel like I really did call what City season would pan out to be at, at the beginning. You know, they dropped points, as we've seen this weekend, to teams that they... I mean, Tottenham are a fine side, but, you know, they they shouldn't probably should not be dropping points to. Um, so the, you know, I could see maybe if, if city really continue to struggle a lot and somehow have a really underwhelming fourth place finish or something, um, and crash out of the champions league, really embarrassingly, maybe Pep Guardiola will just be like, I'm done as you know, if, if they, if they are found to have, you know, if they have a get get a heavy fine, if it's really embarrassing for them, and if they have a transfer ban, uh, I can see that happening. I think it's about time. I, I you know, I it, you know, talking of Klopp, I think it. These two managers have given us, you know, incredible seasons, record-breaking seasons. But I think it would be interesting to see them both leave and kind of see what happens. You know, where the league goes when they're gone. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't think he will. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he will either. Um, then I only have two things to ask you about. Uh, the first is, one, how can a side like Arsenal go from 
defeating Manchester United in spectacular fashion to uh, two weeks later, you know, absolutely barfing all over the pitch and losing 1-0 to Everton. Um, wait, who was that, sorry? Arsenal. Oh, um, <clears throat> I thought you meant a specific player. Um, I think that people need to... Well, I don't know. I actually wasn't tuned into Arsenal Twitter. I don't know how they've reacted. This is... We've seen, you know, we've, in, in their crazy season, City have done this. It's about how they react. I, I'm not even worried about... It's Sean Dyche first match, Everton in crisis. Of, you know, uh, Arsenal haven't won at Goodison Park since 2017. They're going to be flat some games. They're going to be, you know, uh, on the end of shock losses some games. Um, City did them a huge favour by losing. Or I suppose Tottenham did them a huge favour by beating City. Um, and so I wouldn't be worried Really, they got Gabby Jesus back in training. Um, it's about how they bounce back. And uh, I don't know, I, I believe for them. Um, I, I think they're the best team in the league still. Uh, and, you know, the, the closer we get to the end of the season, right, the, 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 the more determined they'll get to cling on. Um, so... You know, I think I don't know who they play next, but it, it really is about how they bounce back. Even if they, even if they, you know, I think another loss would be, you know, that would be shaky. But even if they draw, right? <clears throat> if they perform well, um, you know, if they show some versatility, if they show that hunger, if they show that fight, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Yeah, they have Brentford at home. Yeah, it's a tough match. Man City it's a tough at match. Home. Yeah, so I mean, it's you know, but this is this is what happens when you need to win the league. You, you know, they've got to win. So yeah, I think they'll be fine. I, I think City and currently, you know, they they have chances to take points off them. Um, and yeah, you know, they just got to grind it out. What do you think will happen? Do you think they'll capitulate? Uh, well, I think Newcastle United will win the league. Oh, excellent! Yeah. Uh, Even though you can't score. <laughs> right now, right now, right. ask me. Ask me. And Isaac is going to come back and score every game. Uh, yeah, he averages a goal or an assist in fewer than every ninety minutes. So, mm -hmm. um, let me finally, for this part of the podcast, ask you about Manchester United Crystal Palace, where Manchester United won. Blah blah blah. But the most interesting part. Uh, Casemiro choking Will Hughes. Your thoughts on the choking uh, and it, what should ramifications be? Casemiro finally getting a red card. Um, yeah, I don't know what the hell that was. Strange. He's been incredible. Um, you know, this season. He should get a bigger ban than three games, I would say. Um, but uh, I guess it happens, um, and uh, he'll be a big miss. Yeah, he will be. Just came back from suspension as well, right? Because he missed the Arsenal game because of the five accumulated yellow cards, I think. Yes. Um, the shithousing, rah-rah, you know, part of me loves loves a player, Choking Will Hughes. player on the pitch. Mm, sure. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure Will Hughes, you know, he's like the ultimate wind-up merchant. So he is, yeah. He um, is. I'm sure he's not a hundred percent innocent. Uh, 
but yeah, it is like really terrible. And it's crazy. The Premier League optics side of things, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure it's one of the things they really don't want. Um, so yeah, you know, of course they have to punish it. Manchester United fans, some of the most deluded folks in the world talking about how this shouldn't be a red card or how this shouldn't be a ban. Um, I just don't understand Manchester United supporters. No, um, me neither. Okay. Any other on-the-pitch things you want to talk about? I don't think so. Um, just sifting through. Uh, you know, I, no, I think... I, think, I mean, Harry Kane breaking the record is, you know, significant, to be fair. Um, that deserves a shout out. Um, and, you know, he's, he did, he's reached that tally a couple games quicker than Alan Shearer. So if he stays in the league, I think he has a chance at this point, uh, if he can stay fit, to, uh, yeah, to saw... Pippen. Um, but, um, but yeah, I guess, I guess that, that's my main, my main thing. Yeah, I saw someone say that we should re-sign Florian Lejeune uh, in two years' time, right before Kane is about to break the record. Sub Florian Lejeune on the pitch so and can just break have him try to snap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just yeah. like Harry Kane tried to do to Florian Lejeune. Yes. Um, how many? How many? How far off it is he now? Uh, Still like a hundred and something goals, right? Because Shearer got how many? 300? I think Shearer's... Are you counting non-Premier League? No, no. I'm talking about the Premier League record. It is uh, 268. Oh, damn. No, Kane's going to beat that then. I think, right? If he stays in the league. Surely. Yeah, I think even He's going to beat it. It's only 29. Under. 300 like uh, he's gonna he's gonna be he's gonna beat that he's gonna beat that Ugh, terrible what a fucking awful person to take <laughs> the record oh. um okay enough making me sad <laughs> uh this was one of the most hectic uh winter transfer windows in quite a while um and it was pretty much like this domino effect where, you know, out of nowhere, everyone was suddenly spending. Um, do you just want to give me a couple uh, transfers that really, you know, stuck out to you? Stuck out to me. I mean, <clears throat> Enzo Fernandez going for crazy money. Graham Sooner subsequently saying he's a gambler at 40 million pounds. It's like the first funny thing that Graham Sooner has said in his whole life. Um uh, you, all the Chelsea signings, really. I mean, Noni Madueke being pulled out of uh, PSV to go to Chelsea is an interesting one. Injury hit, but pretty sensational talent. Um, Southampton and Bournemouth actually picked up a couple of interesting players um, from from overseas and from the Championship, uh, respectively. Names are kind of eluding me right now. Let me just take a. Quick gander. Um, yeah, that's that's the one I'm thinking of. He went to Southampton, Sulemana, um, from Ren. Um, and, you know, OG, peak too early. Um, you know, we always talked about these players that were prodigy wonder kids. He's one of them, still only 20. Um, picked up, 
from uh, the the Right to Dream Academy, that Ghanaian, that in Accra, um, that that famous one that churns out great players. Um, moved to Rennes uh, in twenty twenty one, and I think it was his debut season where he put up big numbers, impressive numbers, um, and then this past season has not been part of the sort of starting 11 really um but yeah interesting from southampton there um they also bought in a enormous striker from gank yeah. i think he's like six seven on a watch jesus um so you know i mean you could sort of yeah, the Sulemana one is pretty significant. I mean, he is a, a a massive talent, and for a team that really looks like they're going to be in the championship, it's a it's a gamble on his part. I mean, they bought him for twenty five million euros. Um, you know, if Southampton do go down and they keep hold of this team, they'll have a crazy good team for the championship. So, you know, if they can get in a good manager, um, which Nathan Jones is not that guy, um, you know, looks looks. Their prospects are, might be all right, um, but they've spent a lot of money. Um, no, and, and apart from that, I'm, I'm not sure. I think uh, Sabitzer coming in to replace Eriksen, who's out for a few months, is an interesting one. It has not worked out a buy for him, but he's a great player, um, and I, I could see him under Ten Hag's, you know, careful coaching that he could he could definitely fill that gap well. Um, so. Now Casemiro are out for how long they need midfield reinforcements. So Sabitzer alongside Fred and McTominay just tearing up the Man United midfield. You know who knows. What about you? Uh, Jorginho to Arsenal. Uh, strange, but yeah, good for Arsenal, I suppose. Yeah, it is. I think it is probably quite good uh, for Arsenal. Yeah, I don't love him, but he's yeah. It's just experience, isn't he? Right, yeah, and he's he's one of those players where he he kind of you know lifts up all the players around him, and he kind of exactly. makes everyone look a lot better, yeah. while not being totally yeah. shining himself. Yeah, um, and I think it's you know when we talk about he'll st- he'll and he'll be just good in the dressing room. I mean, he's won how many th- leagues, Champions Leagues, third in the Ballon d'Or. Just he's going to bring it, I think. Yep, um, the Joao Cancelo saga yeah um, interesting one pretty incredible interesting one. bust up with pep gets sent out on loan with an uh it's like i know the terms of the obligation slash option to buy are a little bit strange um interesting, yeah. but uh yeah getting sent out on loan 24 hours after having a bust up with your manager mm-hmm. um weston mckenney to leeds Hate it. Um, really? I think it'd be quite hate, good for hate, them. Hate, hate it. Um, Why? Americans, man. It's, it's a good player. He's just a dick. I hate Leeds. I hate the way people talk about Americans in soccer. Uh, it's just going to kill me. Mm. Um, Anthony Gordon to Newcastle. Strange, I suppose. Uh, yeah, it's a strange one. The history between Anthony yeah, Gordon and Newcastle. One. But... Uh, pretty much all the players involved have already like j- made jo- lots of jokes referencing. Yeah, Trippier was the first to come out, right? After yeah, that altercation um, and sort of make a joke about it. So, 
Yeah, um, and he looked good in his debut. Um, that is a nice thing about us recording this podcast at this time is uh, we've pretty much seen all these players make one appearance already. Um, so we can do extra spicy hot takes. Yeah. Um, Jen Juma getting poached from underneath Everton. Uh, therefore, Everton did not make a single signing in this January window. Yeah, excellent. Hilarious. Um, yeah. Dan Juma or Dan Yuma, I don't know what it is. But yeah. um, he's an interesting player. I don't believe he... Did he play against Man City? He scored. Uh, debut. Oh, oh, City? Against uh, City, yeah. I don't know. No, I don't know. Uh, it does not look like he did. He will be happy with that, I'm sure. Not. Um, who else was assigning that I thought was interesting? Uh, Danny Ings, did we talk about... Did this happen? Yes. Yes, we talked about it. Fairly um, and we talked about Chris Wood? Yep. yep. Uh, I, did we talk about Leandro Trossard? Yeah, we did. That's a great. I mean, that's he one of my favorites. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. In his one match that I watched for him, in for Arsenal against Man U. Um, let's see. Uh, Jed Spence. Yeah, out to in Renzo. such. This is it for his career, I think. Really, I don't know about that. I I just think it, he's he's made I mean, one bad move. But okay. I mean, he was one of these guys who, you know, like burst onto the scene at like age 17. Did he? Um, yeah. Hmm. Um, and just. Yeah, Middlesbrough, yeah. He's only yeah. 22. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. They, well, you know, if this w- move doesn't work and then. I think he's already happen. played at, at Ren. So, I mean, it's like Ryan Sessegnon, right? Like Ryan Sessegnon is, has, he had, he, you know, he's, he's playing through. Stole a stall a bit of a stalled career, um, you know, after moving to Tottenham, and now he's you know, he's reliable in bursts and stuff. They're young, these guys, so I think they'll be all right. Uh, Teta, or I think it's Tet, it's Brazilian pronunciations, very strange. no, Tete. Uh, Tete. what a debut! Yeah. yeah, what a debut! What a player! And um, Christiansen as well at uh, Leicester. Leicester had a very good transfer window, I think. And had um, actually a resulting incredible match against Aston yeah, Villa. That was a great. That was a great game. Uh, yeah, wonderful to watch. Yeah. Um, John Joe Shelby. Oh uh, yeah, my God. Andre Ayew as well went to Forest. What a weird one that was. Yeah, t- uh, Andre Ayew turned so down old. Everton to join yeah, Forest. Crazy. He would rather compete with the like six strikers. Yeah, wild. That they Cedric um, Cedric Suarez went to Fulham. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. It's an interesting one. Fancies himself. Um, Mark Albrighton moved to West Bromwich Albion. Uh, yeah, man, West Brom have a coup for that. Uh, and yeah. then I think the big one for me is we were talking about it, right? Harry Suter to Leicester yeah. scored an own goal on his debut. Not his fault. Not his uh, fault at all. At all. But uh, he's massive. Um, and yeah, expensive. Yeah. Um, Kaylon Navas to Forest to plug Incredible. in for Dean Henderson is quite a signing. 
I don't know what how I'm feeling if I'm Dean Henderson. Navas, I mean, is one of the goalies of our generation, at least, you know, with the trophies he's won. And he'll probably find himself on the bench again come the end of the season because I'm not sure that, you know, why would Forrest play? He's 37, you know. Dean Henderson is a talented young goalkeeper. I'm not sure that Navas is going to keep him on the bench. So, interesting right, one there. He that. is. With his performance against Leeds, he's going to. Maybe. I mean, Henderson hasn't done anything wrong this season. Um, Albert Sambi Lokonga. Lokonga, uh, you know, hasn't... Yeah. He's moved to Palace on loan, which I think is great for Palace. I mean, he's a talented youngster. Hasn't been up to the Arteta standard, I don't think. Uh, Matt Doherty moving to Atletico on a free um, is, uh, is a weird one. They, they had no more loans available, so they cancelled the last 18 months of his contract. Um, yeah, very yeah, strange. There's, there's lots of moves, really. Yeah, some Ukrainian kid, Ilya Zabarny, uh, to oh, that guy, yeah, for like 23 million. Yeah, yeah, I had never heard of this guy. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, another one that Torino fans said, like, watch out for this guy. He's incredible. Uh, Sasha Lukic. To Fulham. Oh yeah, to Fulham. Um, Torino fans were saying like, "This is a coup! Like, it's unbelievable that Fulham got him for nine. Really? Um, Fulham are just a great. What a fun team this season. Yeah, yeah. I'm loving that. Um, um, I think the most important signing of this January transfer window was Newcastle signing Harrison Ashby from yeah, what West Ham's under twenty threes. Yeah, super strange. Um, yeah, I just that's a homegrown thing. I, it must be. Um, Antonio Semenyo to uh, to Bournemouth um, from Bristol City Bristol. is a, you know he's twenty three now, but um, a, a massively prolific goal scorer. Um, it, it, doesn't he also have like five hundred matches in uh, senior football? No, he's only twenty-three. He 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 has a hundred and he's made. It's like hundred fifty. Like yeah, I'm trying which to think is who it is who is the championship striker who he's like essentially been undroppable since he was seventeen. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't even know how I would go about finding who this player is. That's interesting though. I'd like to know who that is. Um. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Arsenal got in this uh, another centre back, uh, Jakob Kiwior. Kiv- you no idea who he is. Polish? Yeah, no clue. Spezia apparently really good. Spezia have been an interesting team for the last couple of years and playing good, interesting stuff there. But um, yeah, quite expensive as well. Eighteen million. Um, defensive depth, I suppose. I mean, I think maybe that's one for the future. They'll be. They'll be in a ton of competitions next season, so you know it's good to have that depth. But that's an interesting one. Um, yeah, I mean it was a fun transfer window. Craig Dawson to Wolves, um, very nice smart support. from them. He's uh, been excellent. I like that Christiansen move, like I mentioned, from FC Copenhagen, um, and he went straight into the starting lineup. Uh, uh, West Ham signed a guy I never heard of, Louis Zhao. Louis Zhao. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know I have no that, idea who he is. No clue. Relatively either. expensive central defender. Um, Pablo Sarabia to Wolves. Terrible. 
No, 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 no. How? He's been great for them. Um, he was really excellent against Liverpool. He's a great player. I love Pablo Sarabia. Um, I don't agree with that one from you. And then uh, Mario Lamina to 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 Wolves as well is a is a is an interesting one. Uh, and then I think at this point we've talked about pretty much everybody, everyone else, right? Because we're going all the way back to early January. So yeah, lots of moves, and I mean, very distasteful. Um, you just the spending. It's it's you know, it, I think I do agree with those that idea that it's just essentially a a super league. Uh, the Premier League right now with the money that's flying around. but Yeah, I agree. Um, and, you know, all we can kind of hope for is that it's a bubble and it will burst eventually. Um, if intro to economics has taught me anything. Oh. You know, there you go. Sure. Um, the only remaining things we could discuss is, about transfers is potential outgoings for Leagues that have not yet closed oh, their yes. winter uh, turkey, transfer window. The most interesting one, uh, Obama Yang to <gasps> LAFC. Oh, um, yeah, that feels like looks, him. It looks like it's going to happen. Um, uh, yeah, he's yeah. going to tear up the MLS. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but just what a fall from grace where, you know, he was. Yeah, I don't know. At his but, peak, but um, I mean, look—he was so good for Barcelona last season. I yeah. just don't think. I just feel like it's—it it was a weird move. It was just like, La Liga. It was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was never going to move out. It was never going to work out at Chelsea. Never. I don't think. Yeah, he, I think he's—he's um, he's just sort of a victim of. He's clearly a guy that's just unapologetic about the fact that he's come from, from you know, a tough background, and he's made it, and he enjoys his wealth basically and keeps his you know he basically like people just don't like that he's late to everything and he's never really bothered me i don't think about me um just been fun to watch over the years but clearly coaches don't really like him (laughs) yeah um yeah i think you know i hate the la mls side yeah yeah uh, this would really suck um, but uh, yeah, I don't, I can't think of any other, uh, you know, outgoing rumors. Um, no. I just thought that one was interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else to discuss. Um, Me neither. We talked Me about a neither. ton of players and a ton of teams, a ton of managers. We did. Um, give me, uh, you know, like a match you're looking forward to this upcoming weekend. Ooh, yeah, I'm hoping I might be able to watch some this weekend. Uh, I think that Arsenal Brentford game is one to keep your eye on. Um, I'd like to West Ham Chelsea over the past few years has has been feisty games. Um, we 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 are we have been good about taking points off Chelsea. So yeah, and then obviously right. the Merseyside derby. So Merseyside derby, I will put myself out there right now, and I will say that Everton are going to beat Liverpool. Um, uh, that would be beautiful. I'd yeah, love to see I it. Think, yeah, I think that might that's... happen. Is it something you're hoping for? Like, do no, you want I don't. I don't care that much. Um, but but I think they will. In fact, yeah. And then Leeds United will be a good game. 
Leeds versus Man United, I should say. I think that would be a good game. Um, and yeah, so it was a decent games this weekend. Very decent. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. A lot of, you know, I think matches that are going to be interesting or at least competitive. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I do think that uh, Southampton will sack Nathan Jones in the next few Oh, God, I hope so. Hours or days. What a weirdo. Um, and so I think that's going to make Southampton Wolves very interesting. Um, and then you have this resurgent Leicester City who have been good for like 10 matches. They've been very consistently a good team um, against a up and down Tottenham side, but they're coming off of a Man City win. Um, yeah, West Ham at home versus Chelsea. Um, you know, a West Ham side that's in decent form and a Chelsea side that's in bad form mm-hmm. um, could be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then next midweek, you know, Arsenal Man City. Um Yeah, it's a big one. It's the big, the type big, of big. match that, you know, defines big, big, big defines a season. So that'll all be very interesting. Um, Oscar, how are you doing on your foot? Um it's okay. Yeah, a little bit of a saga with everything going on, but yeah, it's fine. I can walk around sore by the end of the day. Um Long, long way off from playing football, unfortunately, Blake. I might have to make my return probably after the summer, is what they're saying. Um, can't really do much until then. So, long road to recovery. Yeah, but you'll come back even better. You come back even better. Hopefully, I won't lose it all. Uh, you won't. You'll come back just in time for the Thanksgiving tournament. and. And break it again. Redemption. No, your yeah. redemption where you score the winning goal in the final yeah, second. So. Hope so. Um, awesome. I do not have any soccer really going on at the moment, but I do have my basketball team, uh, which is hilarious, uh, uh, you know, considering my stature. Um, but I'm playing UMD faculty basketball. Uh, and oh, I've, very nice! I've a great team. Um, awesome, that's exciting. It's kind of like SSC, where I'm the probably the worst player on the pitch. Um, but uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna put up quite the fight. Awesome. Um, good luck. Good luck to you. Thank you. Uh, this is my first time playing basketball since I was like ten years old. Um. Well, this has been episode 13 of season three of the Peaked Too Early podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, If you could like us, review us, rate us, uh, follow us, email us, whatever floats your boat. Um, And hopefully you'll hear from Oscar and I very soon. Take care. Bye.